Welcome to Seasonal Impressions. I'm Fez. I'm Brian. And this is episode six. New show, new episode. Uh, we The first five episodes we've just finished, well, what show we just finished was Person, Person of Interest. Interest. So now our new show that we're checking out is American Crime Story from FX. Uh, the first season is... The Trial of O.J. Simpson. Yeah, what, what's the subtitle of that show? That seems like something we should have remembered. Oh, oh, the Trial of O.J. Simpson. No, it's called like O.J. versus the People or something. Right? Isn't that like the, the technical, actual title of the show? It was just the trial of... Hold on. American... You're thinking of, like, The People versus Larry Flint. <laughs> think so? The People versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah, you're uh... correct. There you go. American Crime Story. The People versus O.J. Simpson. That's the first season. Yeah, which was really cool. It was ten episodes long. It came out in, I believe, 2016? 2017? It, it had a hell of a cast. Uh, first of all, it had Cuba Gooding Jr. playing the Juice himself. <laughs> David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer as Rob Kardashian. Who else was in this show? Courtney Vance. Courtney, Va- Courtney Vance, yes, as Johnny Cochran. <laughs> I love him. Flash Forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was in Flash Forward. Yes, he was. That's another show that lasted only one season that was fun. But this show has lasted two so far, and there's a third season of American Crime Story coming. Season one is OJ. Season two is... Versace, which we'll, we haven't seen yet. We can't wait to watch it. That's going to be great. Season three is going to be about a nurse who was euthanizing people during Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, she had how many bodies? 24, 26? Over oh, 50. Over 50? I think it's in the 20s. Close to 30? It's a lot. Google that. Google that real quick. We gotta, yeah, we got to find out what that murderer did before we continue with the murder of this episode, of this season. Anna Powell intentionally killed four patients. I thought it was more. But who else was it? Sterling K. Brown was played lawyer Christopher Durden. Darden. John Travolta was John Travolta Bob Shapiro. Was, was Bob Shapiro, yeah. Uh, Kenneth Choi was Judge Lance. Bruce Greenwood from Star Trek, the, the movies. Who was Judge Ito? Judge Ito, that was Kenneth Choi. Yeah, as Judge Lance Ito. Uh, he was in at least two Marvel movies. He was in he was in Homecoming. He was also in um, I think he was he was one of one of Dum Dum Dugan's uh, you know Howling Commandos. Sterling Brown actually played uh, Detective Beecher in Person of Interest, which we just watched. <laughs> yes, he did. He was in the last show. He's also in Supernatural, which is another show I liked. He, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sterling K. Brown has a has great range. He's on that show right now that's on TV. What's it called? Um, this is Us. He's one of the yeah. us's. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of people yeah. are on there from like old canceled NBC shows. Yeah. Maybe we'll check that out at some point too. Oh, David Schwimmer played Rob Kardashian. We already mentioned that. Nathan Lane was uh, attorney F. Lee Bailey. He had, the, you know, perfect. He was perfect, by the way. Nathan Lane played that role perfectly. You can, like, you know. It, it, his, his, his performance was the eyebrow-raised he, guy. He's permanently concerned. Permanently <laughs> concerned, yes. Nathan Lane has that, you know, like... He, like, he knows how to project that, that he knows more than you, and he has no problem calling you stupid. You know, and I love that about him. Who else was in it? Selma Blair plays Kris Jenner. Yeah. Um, a lot of people. Malcolm Jamal Warner plays AC, Al Cowlings, which was nuts. Larry King is in it as well, which is so funny because Larry King looks the same as he did in the 90s. All they did was put on a Larry King wig on him to make him look younger because he has less hair now. And that's the funniest thing. Like, Larry King... 
has not aged the day. <laughs> he wore a Larry King wig. Larry King wore a Larry King wig, and that's how they were able to transport. Because starting with episode one, they show you in this season, quick summation of the LA riots in 92 to tell you just mm-hmm. where racial tension was in the city of Los Angeles at that moment. That is the cold open. That is the cold open. To this season. They just let you know what had just happened two years prior to that, how the city is still on edge. How I mean, because two years after riots like that, you don't get over it. I mean, I was a kid at that time, and I lived in uh, Florida and then New York around that time. Like, we came back to New York in 95. We weren't there, but my parents obviously watched it on the news, and I do remember watching the OJ case on the news somewhat. Like, I remember when we moved back from Florida to New York in 1995 around... Uh, around that summer i just remember the first thing when my when my mom and my dad plugged in the tv in the new apartment they turned on the news just to see what's going on mm-hmm. because you know we paid for the cable ahead of ahead of time so you know things were ready by the time we got there and uh we put we uh plugged in the tv and the first thing that was on the news was oj running in his car you know what i mean the mm-hmm. the famous the whole episode two that they covered in episode two the famous white bronco run that's what I remember as a kid. That's like that's the first, that's the oldest news I can remember back on TV, just because it was everywhere. I remember like my mom uh, watching the verdict through Oprah, because my mom watched Oprah every single day around that time. Every mom did, you know. So <laughs> so at four o'clock when they like around the time when they had the verdict and everyone was watching it live with Oprah. That's how I saw it. I saw it with my mom and Oprah, like <laughs> you know, through the TV. I remember seeing the verdict, but I thought that that the highway part was. Just a regular. Like, I thought it was just some regular police car chase that got out of hand. And uh, yeah, then until, I kept yeah. seeing everything else in the news as a kid, and I put two and Because as together. a kid, O.J. Simpson was just the guy who was in the Naked Gun movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like I didn't like I didn't even know I didn't get most of the dirty jokes in the Naked Gun. I just got the silly jokes. You know what I mean? I'd, like the ones where they like slip mm-hmm. and fall, or like when O.J. drops the gun, stuff like that. You know, like the, the clumsy slapsticky shit. That's the that's the stuff that I that I enjoyed. So I didn't know him as a football player because I was too young. I didn't know him as a. As the Hertz guy, because what kid remembers car commercials, especially for a rental car? <laughs> but yeah, so it was weird when you find like growing up, it was just kind of like a big part of your of like that two years of that whole year. You know what I mean? Your parents watched it on the news. It was everywhere you went. People had T-shirts. I remember as a kid when we collected Pogs. Pogs was our big thing, and there were OJ Pogs and Slammers, <laughs> and it had like OJ's face on it in the Slammer and stuff like that. You know what I mean? All these like puns and stuff. Comic book companies, independent comic book companies, were doing like real deal like story unauthorized stories of OJ and Nicole mm-hmm. Simpson and stuff. There were collector books. There were like. I, I remember seeing seeing OJ's face and, and Nicole uh, Simpson's face and uh, you know what you don't really see a lot of the other guy's face Ron yeah. Ron Goldman mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing a lot of his face but then again once again I was a kid that was 20 something years ago and I was brought up on the show too yeah it was like, brought why, up on the why, show why is nobody talking about him because you know he was just some kid and it wasn't sexy enough for the media you know what I mean like mm-hmm. like it's not a story they can sell and he was just some waiter to them he's not just some waiter to that family though that's someone's son you know yeah. which was really really messed up but that was the 90s I mean not that that was just the 90s that, will pro- that could probably happen now with the way news is going the way you know people like people get buried sometimes behind sensationalism you know what i mean especially when it comes to celebrities in the news it's uh it's unfortunate because i mean oj simpson i I don't know about you but in my opinion i I thought he did it like only because after watching you know the show and thinking back and seeing it as an adult i mean you know as a kid i didn't know anything you know what i mean i mean for me it's just the history of abuse yeah that's really what it is you know that speaks for itself 
he could he's just a person a person can snap and a person can go too far just because he's a celebrity doesn't mean he's any different than any other person you know what i mean it's a wild party night those thoughts were already on his mind and yeah there you go it's just a shame it's a very big shame that that uh i mean he did get arrested eventually and they did throw the book at him for the robbery mm-hmm but he's still only. Got, I mean, he's out now. You know, he was given. He was sentenced to thirty-three years, but he only served like what nine, ten. I think it was nine. Something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They gave him as many years as they could. They were trying to get him out at ninety-eight years old, but no, the juice is loose once again. And now people are running up on him in his car at a gas station. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, that man will always be harassed for the rest of his life. Yeah, good. He'll always be harassed for the rest of his life. <laughs> like, how do you guys keep finding me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's break down the show episode by episode. It was only ten episodes. It ran yeah. for ten weeks. It was pretty fun. I, I mean, it was harrowing, but it was a great show. Well put together, well directed. John Singleton directs one of my favorite mm-hmm. episodes. That's episode five. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Holy crap! John Singleton's a great director. Episode one starts off with the LA riots, lets you know where the city is, and then it introduces you to these big over-the-top characters, especially with the lawyers, because I didn't know much about them. You only really remember more about OJ and... Just by face. Yeah, by face. Like, I mean, I didn't know that was Rob Kardashian next to him. Like, when I just know there was a guy with the... What the hell a Rob Kardashian was? I just knew there was <laughs> I just knew there was a guy with the neck in this photo next to him who was a lawyer with a white, you know, Pepe Le Pew streak through his hair and wasn't sure who he was. I kind of also feel that this show was made to kind of, like, clear up, like... I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if the Kardashian had some hand in this show because this show goes a long way to show that Rob Kardashian was trying to help his best friend OJ but also maybe didn't believe him and then eventually settled on the fact that he thinks that OJ did kill Nicole you know so it's kind of like to clean up like hey how could you like you know if the Kardashians are to be asked how could your father defend OJ they can be like no he was just helping his friend but now you, did, you saw the show yeah he believed so stupid you know what I mean it, I mean it, it, uh, you saw the you saw the dramatization come on yeah it, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's character cleanup you know what I mean because even like mm-hmm. it's to make sure that future in the future people don't say hey he was a guy who defended a murderer you know so that that's kind of what this felt like it was like a hollywood hollywood cleanup a little bit to so that way they can all blame oj and go on with their lives you know mm-hmm. clean that up some of blair plays chris jenner for what two or three episodes four episodes something like that she has a few appearances, a few appearances. Yeah. good performance too yeah very good performance oh david schwimmer blew me out of the fucking water by the way by as rob kardashian um yeah like i've I've only seen him do one serious role before this, and this was, and that was that movie, The Pallbearer, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to be kind of like a dark comedy, so it's not all that serious, and it was just a dopier version of Ross from Friends. He was in so that it's show... good to see him play a different character. He was in that show for AMC with uh, Jim Sturgis. Oh, about cooking or yeah. some shit? I didn't see that. I didn't see that either, but I, I think, no one did, I think, I think that think. was another serious role. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that. He's on Will and Grace right now as, uh, like, the, the what? Gr- he's the grumpy New York boyfriend to, to Grace oh, or something. Man. Yeah, that's what he is now. <laughs> you know, he's like he's he's the guy who plays the jokes where he's um you know like whenever like an incel story or something comes up, like you know he's like one of those guys. Like he he's the guy who's mm-hmm. who's the character who brings in those topics to the story right now so they can address them. So episode two starts out that OJ is threatening suicide. Yeah, because episode one ends with after OJ receives the phone call from the cops and the cops go take him back and forth looking at the evidence. The cops approach it like, you know, they don't, they didn't think he was... The way the show shows it is that the cops approached OJ as uh, as reaching out to a concerned family member. Mm-hmm. The, sh- the show really goes to show that they didn't, at least from all accounts, didn't frame him. And then they show as OJ is 
slowly becoming a suspect. They show him, you know, hide out at, at Rob's house uh, after calling his lawyer Bob Shapiro. And when the cops come to, uh, when he's supposed to surrender himself peacefully to the cops, he's gone. He's gone. He gets <sighs> in a white Bronco and runs away. And it's not this, and this case has two white Broncos, which is amazing. Okay. Like there's the white Bronco that has the blood and was supposed to, suppo was seen the night of the murder. And then there's this other white Bronco that AC, his best friend and super fan, his stand. Has to have the same car. Has to have the same car as him has a white Bronco as well, and turns out that's what he escaped in. So there's two white Broncos. There's two infamous white Broncos in this in this case. I did not know that. As a kid, I thought there was just one. And I was like, that's insane. How did he how did he escape in the murder car? You know what I mean? Turns out there was two cars. Oh man, when he gets back to his house and they, and he's and he's the last one left in the car. That's not that scene. Oh at the end of episode tension. two? Oh yeah. yeah. Cause because uh, he comes out with uh, after threatening to kill himself the entire time. He comes out with what? Not a gun, but photos of his, of his family. Kids. Imagine if he was shot by the LAPD with photos of his children on live TV. Yeah. The city would have exploded. Thank God it didn't happen, you know, but it it, it it's it's such a weird case because the more you look at it in retrospect, like, it's just like, you know, the good thing that came out of the verdict was that a spotlight was shown on the injustices that cops do. Yeah, the police brutality. Yeah, police brutality. But the thing is... Specifically African-Americans. Yeah, it just, it's just the guy who got saved when that case became a national thing was a shithead. It's, that's what's unfortunate. You know, it was like, the silver lining is that there was a spotlight on police brutality and the systematic racism that is in the police community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That is at least, you know, covered up and like, you know, not spoken about openly and people say, yeah, it didn't happen, it didn't happen. This is a weird week to actually watch mm -hmm. OJ, especially since uh, the Je uh, Jesse Smollett case just happened. You know, there's, maybe he faked it, maybe he didn't. It's it's a very weird week to, to watch this season, to watch this show. Yeah. It puts a lot of things into, you know, like, that, that case hasn't even completely finished yet. There's still developments in that case, the Jesse oh, Smollett case. So we're not even going to talk about that until we finally <laughs> hear everything about that. The FBI is involved now. And the, so. the feds are involved right now. They're saying that the cops lied about his letter. Like, oh, wow. You know, it's watching OJ and seeing Johnny, well, Courtney Vance's amazing portrayal as Johnny Cochran. Yeah. Yeah, wow. He just steps into that character, into that person's skin he so well. He steals the room. And based on a few interviews I've seen of Johnny, he just he embodied it. Like, he, he made it real. It was really, really well, well acted, well directed. Episode three, what happens? Cochran finally joins the the, the dream, dream team, team. as they call it. Yeah, because the first two episodes just sets up Johnny Cochran as just an outside observer. You know, he's a he's a lawyer in the community, and you just see him, you know, following the case like the rest of America is. You know, like he saw like oh my god, OJ's running. Like he's watching that unfold too, and then he gets the phone call. Mm -hmm. You know, once again, they need someone better than Bob Shapiro. And he regrets hiring him. Yeah, he no, regrets hiring him. Boy, because, does he. Yeah, because, you know, he, he lost he he lost the star power he wished he could get from it. He thought it was his case, you know. But he wasn't, he's, he wasn't gonna... I would have been very surprised if Bob Shapiro alone actually got... If Bob Shapiro had done it alone, OJ would have been convicted. Yeah. There's no way. Because Cochran made it about the entire community. Yes, Cochran was able Hero to shift was, focus. It was always about himself. Yes, jo Johnny Cochran was able to shift focus in the right direction. Episode four is the first time OJ is in court. That's when uh, he puts in his plea of not guilty. Yep. The jury's allowed to come see his house, the murder scene, the crime scene, which was spruced up by Johnny Cochran himself. Who becomes the lead attorney at this point. Who becomes the lead attorney at this point, yes. He's in charge of this whole game. And he, he shows the jury what they need to see. 
to believe this side of the story. He gets it really, really well done. Marsha Clark, brilliantly played by Sarah Paulson, uh, and uh, and Christopher Durden, uh, Darden, played by uh, Sterling K. Brown. I feel so bad for their characters because I mean, for, not for the characters, but for them themselves. Because I mean, like. There were so many easily avoidable mistakes. They they had this in the bag. Everybody know? did everything wrong on both sides. Yes, on both sides. They got, Johnny Johnny got really really lucky with the tapes about Mark Furman when he used you know racial slurs and uh, it, you know collected Nazi medals and stuff like that. Yeah. Like a Nazi was not something I expected in the twist of this case because that's not something I remember from when I was a kid. You know, I was amazed that Nazis came back two years ago. But yeah, Marsha went through hell. First of all, wasn't given the same confidence that a, a male lawyer would have, because you can tell by her yeah. firm's handling of her, giving her the second, uh, her second chair. Giving her advice on how she ought to look. Yes, which was, oh god, she must have gone through hell. Because the 90s, honestly, growing up in the 90s, we do remember that tabloids didn't give a shit. You know, like, they'd say the most rudest, nastiest things about, like, when Princess Diana died, that was... Some of the most awful things ever written on paper were put on as the front cover, so I can only imagine what the headlines were when, you know, sexism was so open, more open than it is now, especially in the media. When, when I say media, I mean like, you know, entertainment media. Like, you know, like, WWE was dirty and filthy, movies were dirtier and filthier. Yeah. You know what I mean? PG-13 PG movies had, had F-bombs in it and stuff. You know what I mean? Like... We, we've, we've cleaned it up a little bit over time, and that's good. But knowing that what National Enquirer probably wrote about Marsha Clark's looks back then and put them on the tabloids, and, and imagine like seeing that everywhere you went. If anyone here is too young to remember, they still exist, tabloids still exist, but I mean, they were everywhere when we were kids. Everywhere. There was no way to Twitter gossip or nothing. You know, like, this is how you found out your celebrity gossip was actually going to the supermarket or the corner store and seeing this there National were, Enquirer yeah there were the like da, there were like weekly editions daily mm -hmm. editions there were multiple editions a week at some point like that was ridiculous and they'd have specials they had OJ specials that were deemed collector's items and covers of Marsha Clark just being you know criticized and stuff and on top of that she's fighting to say, to get custody of her own kids like that must have she's handling two cases and one where she's trying to you know save herself and one where she's trying to convict someone two ex-husbands two ex-husbands doing shit yeah the first what well, her first ex-husband Releases a photo of her nude on a beach, yeah. Yeah, to once again the National and Enquirer. The other husband's trying to take the kids away. And the other, yeah, and he does that in front of the cameras. They're like, what? <laughs> put your, you just put your family business out in the world, and you want custody of the kids. Don't worry, she gets custody of her kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, I think they, and, and I think the judge does that because of what her husband does on TV, on camera. I, I hope so. You know what I mean? Because that lady needed a break. Darden, I, they didn't show a lot about what happens to him when he comes back into the African American, into the black community, you know, because like I could only imagine that, you know, at that point, most the case was mainly a win for a win against white supremacy. So being the black lawyer who was fighting in defense of what people viewed as the LAPD must have been really hard to, you know, go back home, go, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like to go anywhere. Like people probably said shit to him all the time, you know, probably mm -hmm. people said like, you know, like you're a race traitor and stuff, you know what I mean? But he was just trying to convict a criminal. He was just trying to do his job. Yeah, he he fell into the unfortunate because Johnny Cochran had a great, great way of diverting, you know, the, the talk to the police brutality just because of Mark Furman. That was, once again, Dar Darden had said they shouldn't put him on the stand, which they shouldn't have not. That comes once again to, to respect the same way Marsha Clark didn't get respect because she was a woman. She didn't give respect to Darden because she assumed like, hey, what does this black dude know? He's just oversensitive about racism. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, racism doesn't happen that often. 
what did she say? Like uh, something about politeness. He goes like, oh, he's like being fake polite. And she's like, that's impossible. If you're polite, you're polite. She, you know, she didn't get it. You know, which is something every one of us has you know, has felt before. So it's it was that that to me was like one of the most realist scenes was him explaining that to her and her not getting. It. That explains that whole entire case down into one scene. Yeah. The way the whole the whole country felt, and that's why Johnny Cochran went out there and exposed this. You know what I mean? He was trying a different case in front of the public. Yeah, that was his stage for it. Mm -hmm. And Robert starts to lose faith. Yeah, he realizes that, you know, uh, too much physical evidence. Once again, I think the Kardashians played that up to figure out a little bit. Furman's tapes come out. Furman's tapes come out. They played it played on live television. Which but I'm the... sure you can find somewhere online, but... Yeah, there's definitely got to be, like, all this footage that was aired on TV has to be in some database somewhere. We could probably all watch, like, the O.J. Simpson trial with a couple of clicks, like, the real trial. Because you've seen, everyone's seen pictures, you know, the whole glove thing. Everyone knows the most famous rhyme in, in the case is, the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Mm -hmm. I mean, they made jokes about it on Seinfeld, you know? What's that latest show, that show that, uh... You know, Breakable Kimmy Schmidt has a Marsha, a Marsha Clark and and Darden characters. You know, like it's it, it was an important case in the public view. It set a tone for a lot of stuff, especially now in 2019. Rewatching the show was very very interesting. You know, because it had to do with uh, the abuse, like you know, sexual and physical abuse of women, and them not being taken seriously because of it, as well as the police brutality and systematic racism against African Americans, mainly like in in the open and to other minorities in general. But this show focuses on, because you know, it's OJ, so this, that's about their community. But that was the community that was brought to light in a national stage, so that was great. You so know? it was an important case. But not in the way you'd think, you know, like, exactly, yeah. the biggest loser in all of this is the Goldman family, you know, Ron Goldman, his, I, his death wasn't avenged, you know? There was no justice for him. And his father and his sister, which who are well portrayed in the show as well, great actors, got on the role so you could really like feel their pain, which is something people forget when you watch like a show that is presented as this on FX, you know, 10 parts, mm -hmm. drama, courtroom drama. You forget that these are real people. These are based on real people. This and you is know not... what's coming. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's coming. The show has these, has the defense, you know, on the tip of their toes and has um, the prosecution thinking they got this in the bag. They, they're, they're so hopeful, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know that he gets out. That's the thing, from episode, that's what makes this show such an interesting watch. Starting, yeah, watching all 10 episodes, waiting for that last moment. You, you know what's gonna happen, but watching it play out is not what you would think it is. Yeah, there was so much that happened that um, even if, like if, unless you were a reporter on this, uh, on the actual case, you probably forgot so many of the details. And this show does a great job at hitting every single one, showing every ca character, every single lawyer, like Dershowitz, Shapiro, and, you know, so on and so forth, all masterfully acted. It's, it, it's, in retrospect, it's, it's such a dark time in 90s entertainment, because that's what this was. It was entertainment from a lot yeah. of people, it, but it was the death of two people. You know? And someone getting away with it. Very weird. Very weird. People sold t-shirts. You know, people yeah. still collect the t-shirts because there's, I mean, we live in a morbid world and people collect like John Wayne Gacy paintings, originals and shit. So I would, I, I'm not surprised that people still collect OJ memorabilia. People like sell balls, like, you know, signed by OJ because, you know. The people that celebrated so much didn't there are people care about yeah. the uh, supposed real killer. Like great, you, you you cheered him off that it's not him, but but if you believe that it wasn't him, why 
to go find out who did do it. Exactly. That's the other thing. Like once he was once he was out, there was what no, were you celebrating him for? Yeah, there was no there was no other there was no other search for a killer to my mm-hmm. knowledge. You know, so like it's like everyone knew he did it. He got out legally, and everyone just had to go on with their lives because he was a rich man. I mean, the first time he got out. I mean, when he did get out, the first thing that happened was that he was paid $400,000 for exclusive rights to his party. And I do remember also seeing on TV, late night television, those photos that they show him taking in the show. They show Cuba Gooding take, taking mm-hmm. photos with, you know, two models. I remember that photo being on on TV when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I didn't go to sleep early. My mom would uh, watch the news because, you know, as a kid, you don't get to choose what's on TV. So, yeah, it was it's very surreal and it's, it's very depressing when you think about it. I mean, we had thankfully we haven't had something like that televised anymore. You know, there are still murders where a famous person murders like their spouse and stuff like that runner. But it's not televised anymore, which is a good thing, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. the television, just because by televising it, 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 I think it just added a variable no one was ready for. No one was ready for the fact that there were going to be so many cameras well, in there. I, I also hope that it, they wouldn't put, you know, like a normal, just an average citizen, on, citizen on, on the uh, on the air. Yeah, exactly. Like they yeah. did that because it was O.J. Simpson, which and is yeah, so it, weird. I don't even actually know why, uh, how they got. I mean, like certain court cases can just if what if the judge says okay sure we'll televise we'll televise it like how did that happen what's the scale what how big does it have to be for them to be like this should be televised and what's the decision behind that why why should it be televised like r kelly was arrested yesterday and he's facing about 70 years right now looks like he's looking at 70 years in prison for uh for which you, um, you can look up. You can look it up. Yeah, you're looking up the charges. I don't know what the what the official charges are on paper yet, but I I don't, are we going to see R. Kelly on TV? Is this a, is this is it going to be you know another thing like that? Because I mean, Takashi Six Nine just got you know he wasn't he was in court. He's getting uh, witness protection though, and he he snitched on a lot of people. But we didn't see that on TV. You know, mm-hmm. see that's the thing. What made the OJ trial get to TV, which is something we should have looked up. We'll probably look up and amend that on the next episode, which is not going to be about OJ. It's going to be about Gianni Versace, which was wild. I didn't know Gianni Versace was assassinated. I thought he just died. I didn't know he was murdered, which is wild. Right on his front steps. What year was that? 1997. 1997. So that was three years after OJ. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That And that was what? A public murder? He was murdered right on... Uh, he was murdered right outside his Miami Beach mansion. Oh my god. This is supposed to be, a, they said, more of a thriller. So. The Versace that'd be, that'd, season? Yeah, it'll be yeah. really interesting to get into. I think, I really like that FX is doing a lot of good anthology series. And I would even consider Fargo an anthology series because yes, even it though is. they're because all connected, they time, yeah. even though they're part of the same world, uh, each season still has a different type of feel. It's a noir so, anthology. Well, we should also do Fargo at some point. Oh, hell yeah. And my favorite part about this podcast is we always talk about other shows we should be doing because, like, we like the show now. Yeah. Like, yeah, FX, seem, FX is a great, great... I mean, I hate everything else Fox does on every other channel, but I'll say that FX is their best channel right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they had Legion, they had... Taboo. Taboo. With, with, uh... Which I didn't see. I heard it was good, but then that's obviously done now because Tom Hardy's too expensive for TV, I believe. They haven't made an announcement. But a lot of shows, like, just disappear. It'll probably be like, he'll come back to FX, it whenever he can. The first FX show I paid attention to was The Shield. They also have It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a lot of great comedy and noir shows and, like, serious shows. And they, they take a chance on a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. They did that Viking show, which didn't last. <laughs> but that was just because Sons of Anarchy was, you know, that was a great seller. Why not 
try out his next thing. And they took a chance, I mean, because I'm assuming American Crime Stories from the same showrunners as American Horror Story. Yeah, it is actually. It was great. It was, I mean, they did OJ first, which is a, a great opener. <laughs> like, of all, because you know why everyone remembers it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But they don't really truly remember, they remember the spectacle, they don't remember the case. And that's what made watching this show such like a jaw dropper, is like now that you don't remember all the jokes from late night television and all the jokes that you see on Robot Chicken for a different generation. You know what I mean? All about OJ and stuff. You know, about dropping gloves and bit of quit and all those mean jokes that they used to do on a lot of late night television. And it all makes sense now. It all makes sense now. Especially because since that's all you knew was the mean jokes, mm-hmm. now that you see it from the other aspect of like, hey, here are some facts based on some, here's a show based on transcripts and based on someone else's recollection of stuff. You get a clearer picture of what it was. It was just, it was bungled up from the start by everyone. From the moment they set foot on that crime scene. It was messed up. (sighs) It was the wrong cops showed up to the wrong case. I mean, hell, two of the cops were from Simi Valley, right? Simi Valley was the home of the cops who uh, beat Rodney King. And, you know, that plays a big part because you assume that if you live in a certain community, you have the same values as that community. And if a cop from Simi Valley is involved in this, another another black man getting... And it would leave a bad taste in your mouth. It left a bad taste in mm-hmm. a lot of mouth. That's how, that's how OJ got... He, he used the sympathy to, of other people to get away. It's it's a shame. I really don't know... How, like I, I want to watch more documentaries on this case. I want to learn more about it. Because honestly, my only exposure to it was this, was this show... And what I saw as a kid 20-something, over 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 30 years old now. I was like, what, six, seven when this happened, you know? Yeah. Something like that. It's wild. It's wild to think that stuff that we grew up and saw on the news is becoming TV. Because, I mean, yeah. especially something... So now it's history that's being adapted. It's being adapted, yeah. It's it's so in- it's it's so interesting. So that's why seeing Gianni Versace in the next season is going to be wild. Because, like, I mean, I, I hear it's, it's told as a thriller. It's more flashy. It's mm-hmm. more fun because it's in the fashion world. Yep. So I can't wait to see that. Um, so, yeah. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoy. You guys should definitely check out American Crime Story. Season 1 right now is playing on Netflix. So is Season 2. Season 3 is yet to be announced. And even though they're signed up for Season 4, there is no... No decision on what crime they're going to have. I think it might be the story of John Bonnet Ramsey. Because everyone... Like, that's that's a murderer. I, like, that's it's it sells to TV. It's tragic. Yeah. You know, and people, I mean, it's America. People love pain, especially if it's entertainment. So catch you guys next time on Seasonal Impressions. I've been Fez. I'm Brian. Have a good one. Seasonal Impressions is a For Your Eyes to Eat production. Check out foyoureyes2eat.com for free comics, photography, poetry, and more.